Welcome back to Football Lenses. I'm, I'm sorry. This is the second time we're doing it because the first time I did it, I didn't like it. I don't know how to introduce it. So we're not going to introduce it. Uh, if this is your first time listening, thank you for tuning in. And if you're coming back, welcome back. Um, hopefully you've enjoyed what we've put out so far. And again, if you want to contribute to the podcast in any way, reach us at our social medias, which are in the description. Below. Below, yes. Um, I'm Baca. And I'm, this is... I'm AJ. Um, How was your weekend? Hectic. Oh. But it was good. Fair I'm enough. I'm happy that footy's back. Oh, 100%. It was fantastic. It gives me so much to look forward to every week. I know. It gives me a reason to live. Yes. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so, last week, I know that we uh did the Premier League prediction and stuff like that. And we barely really talked about any of the games... But we might go a little bit into them today. Um, I mean, we talked about... Did we talk about Arsenal and Crystal Palace? I'll be honest, I don't remember. Uh, I know way. that we briefly, we briefly kind of discussed a lot of the games, but like... Very without really, yeah, yeah, yeah. We didn't really talk about them. Yeah. We just said like, oh man, you ch- Manchester United look like shit. Which yeah. is still the case. <laughs> they okay. are dreadful. Uh-huh. I mean, alright. Palace, Arsenal. I mean, Arsenal look good. Good for them. They made a lot of good signings. I mean, <clears throat> on the ball, off the ball, the way they moved. Arteta is doing something. And Jesus, we trust. Yeah. Um, Liverpool tied 2-2 against Fulham. Um, I remember we were talking about if Mitrovic would actually do something in the Prem this year. He scored two goals. Did he score this last weekend? Don't think so. I'm pretty sure they did not. Okay. Or he did not, I should say. Um, no, yeah, they drew nil-nil to Wolves this weekend. He missed a penalty, actually, in the 81st minute. Oof. Unfortunate from the guy. Leeds-Wolves, uh, 2-1 Leeds. Uh, Bournemouth beat Villa 2-0. Newcastle won 2-0 against Nottingham. Tottenham beat Southampton 4-1. And then Chelsea beat Everton 1-0. Uh, what do you think of Newcastle in the first week, though? We looked amazing. I'm not going to lie. The thing is, is that we did play Nottingham Forest, which isn't the strongest team in the league, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but we showed a lot of commitment to attack. Um, St. Maximin looked like he was willing to pass the ball this season, which is something he hasn't done in the past. Bruno Guimaraes and Jolington ran the midfield, as they should, because, again, Nottingham Forest are not good. No offense. Um, we look solid in the back. Um, yeah. That was week one. Week two, Newcastle. Not as good. Um, Had a little bit of a shocker, honestly. Who did you play? We played... Oh, we played freaking Brighton. And we drew a nil-nil. Um, Bruno Gomarez didn't have a good game. He even admitted to it. He said it was one of his worst games in, for the club so far. Um, We were missing our starting left back. So Dan Byrne was playing there. Um, and yeah, it would, the team wasn't firing like they should have. Um, hopefully they can find their form and do something this weekend because there is a, it's a very, very hard task considering we play Manchester City. Oof. Um, we still no, are, lost. we're no, still lost. the only two teams that haven't conceded, haven't conceded right? a single goal yeah. in the Premier League this year. No, I'm sorry, but it's City, man. No, yeah, we're going to concede, but they're going to concede too. I genuinely believe yeah. it's going to end 2-1 or 
but I don't know who's going to win. Okay. I'm genuinely serious. I think Newcastle go. It's a home game. Again, the only two games we've lost in the last nine months at home are City and Liverpool. And we only lost by one goal. Each. Mm. And both of them were penalties, by the way. We lost because of two penalties. A home draw against City in the form that they're in? Sensational. That's all I can ask for is a draw. Well, I messed up last week. We were talking about Bayern last week, and I said they beat Leverkusen. They beat Frankfurt. That's a correction on my part. It's the same. Yeah, all, the, all, the, all the clubs are trash. <laughs> Unless it's Bayern Munich, it doesn't really matter. Um, Chelsea beat Everton last week, 1-0. Arsenal. I mean, Chelsea Arsenal. was good. They were dominant throughout the whole game. Did you see what Rio Ferdinand tweeted about Sterling? No. No? No, I did not. So in the game, I don't remember if there, there was a foul where Sterling was on the ground, like, face down, ass up. And like oh, that was yeah, per- and and then Ferdinand was like, "Oh, it's okay, brace yourself for yeah. the and stuff, whatever." Yeah, because yeah. he got humped by him. Yeah, yeah, and like because it happened to it Ferdinand. Happened to Ferdinand too. Yeah, and I thought that was funny. Yeah, that's like, quite, that, that was quite that, funny. That, that, that's respect, you know. It's like obviously no player wants to be a meme or anything, but <laughs> that was that was funny. Um, uh, match week one. I mean, United they look sloppy. I figured it was the first game of like the season. They had to get better. Well, I guess not. Leicester and, uh, Leicester and Brentford, 2-2. It was an okay game. Not much going on. I'm I'm concerned about Leicester. I feel like Brentford will do well this season, Leicester. Uh, I feel like they might go a bit down compared to our uh, predictions. Oh, and then uh, championship, though. Do you see the goal from uh, Sar from uh, Watford against no. West Brom? No, I did not. Dude, he scored like from like... 55, like 55 yards out. Did he? Banger. Wow. And apparently last time he scored was from like November 2021 against yeah. United. Oh, really? But the goal is a banger. I know a lot of teams are after him right now in the Premier League. He's been good. I, I don't understand why he didn't leave as soon as he went down. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because he doesn't score goals. Fair. That's what you need from an attacking player. But at the same time, he's young, so. I thought he was midfield. It's Molly Sar. Yeah. He's a winger. Oh. oh. He might play in the midfield for... for Watford, but I mean, I watch highlights from Watford because, like, they're not really a team I'll like watch yeah, the yeah, play yeah. unless whatever. Enough, but, uh, yeah, and then let's go into this actual last match week. Um, Villa beat Everton. I have concerns for Everton. I mean, I'd said they were going down it from the start, so but it's early, it's early. Leicester Arsenal, Arsenal look good still, they're still doing good. Yep, the Gunners, Arteta. Arteta in? Oh, yeah. Arteta in, yes. But I've been saying it from the start as well. Let's um, see where they are come, like, November, though. Because, that's very true. Yeah. <laughs> and Manchester United. <laughs> hey, Brentford, man. What did I, t- I said I, I predicted Brentford to have a good season. Everyone <sighs> said they're were, they were going to go down. They're, they're not going to have a good second season. So far, they've looked good. So far. I'm mad. I'm mad because... I originally put on because Milan were playing at the same time as United. Correct. I didn't really care for United. Yeah, uh, I think they're boring for the most part right now. I mean, it's the beginning of the season. Whatever Ten Hag does, he does. But it's like two nil. I switch over. Nothing happens. I go back to the Milan game. Nothing's happening. Then it's three nil. So I'm like, I'm gonna keep it at the United game. It's four nil, and all of a sudden I got PTSD to like. Germany Brazil 2014 World Cup. <laughs> I'm like, if they score seven, 
I'm gonna lose it. Who was it last year? Uh, fucking Villa was it against Liverpool? Yeah, they, they scored like seven, seven one, seven two. However many they scored, but that happened also. Like I don't know if it was last year, but two years ago, Leicester beat Southampton like nine, nine nil. nil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like United, United. Like, okay, they lost their first game, two one against Brighton. They're a laughing stock now. And now, what was that tweet we just saw? Elon Musk wants to buy United. He wants to buy the club. Oh my god. They're going downhill. The fans want the Glazers out. I mean, Elon's rich. Yeah, but they really want Elon? No, no, I don't think anybody wants Elon. <laughs> I want Elon. Oh Elon in. God. Anyways, continuing on. Um, Brighton nil. Newcastle nil. Like I said, we already ta- I already talked about that yeah. one. City 4, Bournemouth nil. What you'd expect. Yeah. Uh, Southampton 2, Leeds 2. Actually, a shocker from Leeds. They were up 2 nil. Actually, yeah. I did pay attention they to the scoreline. Yeah. They choked hard. Um, a little bit of luck on Southampton's part, but at the end of the day, they got the draw. That's all that matters. Fair, fair. Uh, and then Wolves nil, Fulham nil. Like I said, Mitrovic missed the penalty in the 81st minute. Um, that Nottingham. was Saturday. Nottingham Sunday. beat West Ham. Did you see the goal? I didn't. Literally the worst goal I've ever seen in my life. Keeper saves it, bounces off a West Ham defender, bounces off fucking Nottingham Forest player's shin. Goes into the back of the net. One nil. <sighs> West Ham uh, had a goal ruled out, and Declan Rice took one of the worst penalties I've ever seen. I actually saw the clip of the penalty. That, that was, was that was a dreadful penalty. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Especially for a player of his caliber. You got to bury those. Yeah. And then... Chelsea 2, <laughs> Tottenham 2. I'm going to put my phone down for this What one. a game. What a game. Let first of all... Say, let me just say that. What a game. First what of a all, fucking game. Before I get into it, peak prem. Peak prem. Yeah. Simply because... That's why it's the best league in the world. Literally, the game, the drama... After. Conte and Tuchel. The but dude, no, no, no. Oh, I swear to God. In what league, in what game, what team is pulling somebody's hair to where they fall down, not at least a foul? This is all I have to say. This is all I have to say. It went to VAR. No card. But that's bullshit. It went to the FA. That's bullshit. Zero card. Are you kidding me? No card. After the match, they said, it's clean, it's, it's fine, nothing. He didn't even get a yellow card from the FA. That's corrupt. It's not corrupt, bro. How is that not? Dude, the league Cucurella, has been... Cucurella stepped on this man's knee 10 minutes into the game. And so give him a yellow. Either way, why does it matter? Literally every video I've seen from a pundit, every video I've seen from other refs, anybody from anywhere else has said, that's a foul. Because there's no way that that is not a foul. I don't care if it's a game between Tottenham, Arsenal, Liverpool, United, City United, whatever derby, whatever game. Brighton and fucking, I don't, I don't even know, uh, Palace or something. That's a, that's a foul. That's a foul. I guess not. You, according to the FA, it's not. According you cannot to, tell me that that is not a foul. VAR, it's not. But that that's my other point. Anthony Taylor, he's... You see? Did you see the uh, did you see the uh, the petition to get him out of? Ch- oh, I signed it. Chelsea. It has like last I checked, it had like one hundred twenty one thousand signatures. It. I'm I'm one of them. <laughs> okay, Anthony Taylor fans. used to go to Turkey, get a hair transplant, and then go on vacation to some beach because there is no fucking way that that man should be uh, refing the Prem or any league. He should take all the money he's got from fixing games and just go. I'm pissed. Over and over again, 
Season after season, this man is garbage. He's biased. And I've seen, like, there's a thing with, like, uh, the prime with, like, certain referees where they have to do, like, a background check for yeah. the teams they support and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. where they can't ref those teams or their rivals. Of course, and, yeah. And, and, and I saw Anthony Taylor and who he supports. I forgot who it was. They're not even in the prime, but, like, the dude is clearly biased. Mike Dean, who was, uh, he's retired, but he's in the VAR room now. Yeah. Was there. How are you going to, like, what was, there's a, hold on. I found a, a picture the other day. It was a, a, oh my God, I almost called my manager. Uh, it was Mark Halsey. I've been in the situation where I have seen an incident and been told to say I haven't seen it. To be fair to the F8, it's not them. It comes from within the PGMOL, the Professional Game Match Officials Limited. It doesn't stop there. We've been told to give a certain amount of corners or throw-ins, fouls, bookings, etc. The Premier League is rife with spot fixing and bias towards certain clubs from the FA. Every referee in the Premier League could be in front of a courtroom one day soon. It's tough, bro. All I know is 2-2 was the final score. That's some bullshit. Go um, in, in Spurs defense, in Spurs defense, Here's, no, this is this is this is, the, this is what I have to say about this whole situation. Was it a foul? Probably, but it wasn't called. Regardless, the amount of chances that Chelsea created that did not end up with balls in the back of the net is their fault that they drew the game. Kai Havertz missed a sitter. Is that Spurs' fault? No. Is that the ref's fault? No. You can't complain about the ref costing you three points when. You controlled the whole game and didn't secure the three points yourself. That's my opinion. And it goes for any team. Obviously, yeah, like, yeah, it sucks. Like, oh, the ref didn't call it. Okay, fine. Would they have scored if he calls it? No, because the corner, there's no corner, right? Right. But at the same time, Chelsea could have been winning three, four, two, or three, one, whatever. They could have been winning four, one, but they weren't. They scored two goals because at the end of the day, they didn't score enough goals. And that's on them. And then, I love the whole Tuchel and Conte thing, low-key. That, that, that was fun. That was fun. Too. That was very fun. Especially after Conte. Yeah, with the handshake. Because Tuchel wanted him to look him in the eyes. And no, Conte no, no, no. Didn't. I'm talking about oh. on Instagram. Did you see on his story? Oh, he, Conte. He said, you're lucky I didn't see you because I would have tripped you. Yeah. That after been, celebrating the second goal that by what was top, James. That would have been top-tier comedy. Oh, my God. If Thomas Tuchel sprinting down that fucking end line. You know what they should do? And he gets tripped. Boxing match. Celebrity boxing match. Celebrity boxing match. Go fight on the KSI undercard. That would be dope. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. I'd back Conte. He would win. Yeah, he would win. Too close to, he's too scrawny. Too right? scrawny. Yeah. And I feel like Conte's got something in his head that's just not right. <laughs> like he should, he, he'll, he would destroy that, man. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, oh, my gosh. No, yeah, that was definitely the highlight of, like, the. I mean, I was pissed. I've had No, yeah, it was an amazing down, game. It was an amazing but game. But it was, overall, just everything about it, peak prem, peak prem. Um, the only other Premier League game, Liverpool won, Crystal Palace won. Oh, same thing. I don't think, okay, you gave Nunez a red card, right? Yeah. If you want to give him a red, I'd maybe give him a yellow, Max. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you give that a red, and then you compare it. That's all I'm going to say. To, obviously, the Cucarella thing. I mean, to be fair, Nunez did... Headbutt a man, or at least attempt to. He didn't really like. No, yeah, I, it yeah, wasn't yeah. really like a headbutt, yeah. but like yeah. he he made a headbutting motion. So um, 
by laws of the game, it's a red card. Um, I just can't believe that Crystal Palace got in his head that bad. Fair. Like it's literally your second game in the Premier League, and in Vieira will be trust, and and they're in your head already. That's yeah. crazy. On top of that, Crystal Palace should have won that game. Zaha missed a couple sitters. Well, maybe not sitters, but they had great chances that they just didn't convert. Which I watched the highlights. Very Crystal Palace of them, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. That's always what happens. I had to watch it. I feel like it would have been a good game, but I was at work. Draw was undeserved in my opinion, but it was a good game regardless. Um, but the yeah. best thing is, though, if United beat Liverpool next week, United <laughs> go above Liverpool. <laughs> the other thing, if United don't score against Liverpool next week, then they won't have scored a single goal in this this calendar month. <laughs> and the best part is their goal is a month is going to have to be an own, own goal. goal. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man, you fans. I'm so sorry. This is just like Arsenal last year. Everybody bantered them because their like goal Arsenal of the month like was a the penalty. Six, seven years. Yeah, but like their goal of the month was a penalty. Oh, yeah. And everyone was like, huh. But at least they scored that penalty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Oh, my um, gosh. All right, what else happened in Europe? Okay, so let's see. Real Madrid conceded, and then they won. That that free kick from Alaba was sick. What's what's new, dude? Barca tied. They looked poor. Really um, bad, yeah. Like I said earlier, I was watching the Milan and Udinese game instead of the Manchester United game. Athletic the game was okay. I mean, Milan won. They looked good. My only fear was that was Kessier. Well, they weren't gonna do as well, but Joe Felix ended the the weekend with three assists. And a 3-0 that was, win. That was another, yeah, the, another one I was going to get into. 3-0 win. Um, Atletico, they, I, I wouldn't say they'd be title contenders, but, I mean, what, Joao Felix has been there for two years right now? Or this is three. third? I think this is third, right? Three, I think. And I feel like him, it's always been a struggle, exactly, like, how and where he's going to play. Yeah. And I feel like now that, like, Morata's there, he can play right in behind yeah, it's more like a like a cam or center forward. Yeah. Because he's not really a striker. Yeah. But he's been having to play a striker. So Morata scored twice, which, I mean, Morata's kind of always been somewhat inconsistent. Yeah. Like, he goes around club to club because, He know. scores goals. He just doesn't score enough goals yeah. to make him really stick anywhere because he's I, not consistent enough. I believe the uh, conspiracy theory where he just moves from club to club because of money laundering. Yeah, yeah, money, yeah. <laughs> it might be a thing. Um, and then Griezmann came off and scored, which good for him. Yeah. I like Griezmann. I mean, he at his best, he can be a very, very good player for Atleti. Mm-hmm. He he himself, I feel like, overall could be uh, helping be title contenders, but it just depends on everything else as well. Um, Napoli, bro, that was crazy. Five two win. Yeah, that was that was decent from them. I'll be really honest, I, I have not heard of like half of the players that scored for Napoli ever in my life. Dave, let me go. Dude, who, who the hell is this guy? Hold on, where's his name at? Who the fuck is Stanislav Labotka? Oh, okay. Him I haven't, okay. Or Chikvika Kivarkhilia. They're the only two I haven't heard of. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, okay. who the hell are these players, bro? Alessio the, Zerbin. Like, well, I'm not, they're household names now. I guess so. I mean, fair enough. Napoli lost some of their best players. Um, With all due respect to Hellas Verona, um, they're, not, they're not the strongest yeah, team yeah. compared to Napoli, but... You know, I mean, either way, it's a strong start. Uh, where was he? Uh, what was I going to get into? Juventus 3-0. What's new? I'm happy for Ankel Di Maria. Di Maria and Vlahovic had a good game. I'm happy for him because I feel like everywhere he goes, he's not 
he has enough quality, I think, to be the star player. But everywhere he goes, he's not. Yeah, because he's usually surrounded by players that are right. just like a caliber better. And then even when he went to United, I feel like he was supposed to be the star player and it still don't work out. Yeah, I feel like part of it is like they didn't really give him enough chance yeah. to take that spot. But also, he just didn't really perform when he had the chance. Yeah. Um, Bayern B. Wolfsburg 2-0. Wow. <laughs> Did you see the uh, the red card from uh, the Lazio game? the first five minutes for the goalie oh yeah oh, the man picked it up right outside of the 18 yeah and then pretended like he didn't and got the red <laughs> oh my god oh that's funny um quite sad but still funny Dortmund 3-1 win Mukoku look decent who will scored oh is that the new young guy right yeah, uh, yeah. The what is he is he English yeah, he's English, the youngster. Jamie Bino Gittins. I'm surprised uh, Sevilla lost their game against Osasuna. Osasuna. I feel like, ah, but Sevilla lost a good amount of players too, though, no? I don't know. I mean, they lost Kunde. Diego Carlos. Diego Carlos. Speaking of Diego Carlos, you heard he tore his Achilles. So Villa's fucked. They're going to have to try and sign another center back. Jesus Christ. No. Um, Florentina 3-2 Roma 1-0 Oh that game was so boring I mean It's Mourinho ball yeah. It's always boring I actually got to watch that game It it's, was the worst That's why I don't like him Great man Terrible manager Well not terrible But I mean I just don't like the way he plays he's, it's, He just sits back Defends Hits on the counter It's boring Yeah But like fair enough Like obviously but, yeah. I was watching the game And results tactically results. It works 100% Results are results But like I, I was up since, like, 6, watching, like, one of the football games already. I, I needed something interesting. I fell asleep around the 70th minute. I couldn't. <laughs> um, IX won 6-1. Burwine is looking good. Burwine and Anthony. And, oh, you see that goal? Fucking banger. Oh, fucking banger. He needs to go to a bigger club. Nah, give him time. He's still only 22, to be fair. Give him time. Should is there any other games or should we move on to the Ballon d'Oro list? I think those are like all the big games, really, all the big teams. Um, already talked about Milan, Inter two one, Lukaku, debut goal. Who? Romelu Lukaku. I don't know who that is. Bowling goals, as he's called on these streets. I've never heard of that. Not around these streets. That's where I. Not on these streets, but. The streets. If you know, you know. Um. Yeah, Jesus. So. Oh, also, Timo Werner. <laughs> Did you see the goal? It was a good, it was a decent goal. That's terrible goalkeeping, though. Oh, 100%, but, like, good for him. Like, yeah. he shot it from out the box and whatever, so. Yeah. And, in, and fucking Nkunku, he's back scoring again. Did you see that uh, Werner know. was at the Chelsea game? Was he? Yeah. I didn't see that. He was there. Oh, wow. What a guy. What a man. I, you can't hate him. No, he's such a good guy. Yeah. And he's so funny. Without, I think he does it, un, well, obviously it's unintentional, because he's not, like, the best, like, English speaker. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he speaks English, it's funny. Just, like, the way he, like, says stuff and stuff. I never Not, like, that. with the accent, but, like, mm-hmm. I just mean, like, the way, like, he actually speaks English. It's quite funny. If you listen to it a lot, it's funny. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
2022, though, Ballon de Oro nominees. No Messi. No Neymar. They're not even nominated? That's crazy. I mean, obviously, like, do they deserve it? No. Yeah. But it's Messi and Neymar. But at the same time, it's like, it makes sense. Like, the Ballon de Oro has been seemed to be corrupt for but many that, years. This is, this is my problem, bro. Look, 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 look. How are you going to put Sebastian Haller on the list, but not Lionel Messi? I mean, yeah, my guy went to fucking Ajax and he scored a bunch of goals. But what happened when he was at fucking West Ham? It was trash. How's Phil Foden on there? Phil Foden, right? Like Darwin Nunez. Nunez. Like, what the hell? Who are half of these players? Why are they on this list? Luis Diaz? Yeah, he was good last year, but Ballon d'Or nominee good? No. No. I mean, I guess obviously they have to fill out the list somehow, right? Well, yeah. So they have to put in some players that probably don't deserve to be on the list. But in doing so, they are skipping players that do deserve to be on the list. Because, again, it's Lionel Messi. He had 25 goal contributions last season. My man won Copa America. No, that was like two years ago. Oh, yeah, he won the, what is it called? The Finasimal or whatever the fuck it is. Yeah, because Italy. Yeah. But still, international trophy. 25 goals and assists in the last year. No, but then there'll be people like, that's not a real trophy. It's not a real trophy. It's not real. Guess what? It's in the cabinet, so it is a real trophy. It was a real trophy back then before they did the confederations. Yeah. That but was a thing before. They took, out, they took it away, and then they brought it back. Yeah. Deal with it. Um, I mean, players that are like, I'm kind of happy to see on there is like Rafael Leao, um... I mean, I don't really like Courtois, but, like, he didn't have one hell of a season. Let, let, let's be realistic, though. Like, there's realistically on this list, there's only one name that really should deserve, that like, that really deserves to win it. The oh, 100%. If he doesn't win it, if he doesn't win it's, it, it's, not, rigged. it's not real. Kareem Benzema deserves to be the Ballon d'Or. What was that name? Kareem the Dream? Kareem the Dream, as some may say. Kareem Benzema. I see Kylian Mbappe on the list, actually. I forgot. We didn't talk about PSG this weekend. Um, what a dickhead. The money's got to his head. Did you, see the, did you see the clip of him on the counterattack? He doesn't receive the ball. He just stops running at midfield. And oh, starts pouting. Yeah, he literally just stopped running. And he was like, threw his hands up in the air. And he's fucking pouting while they're literally hitting the counter. Just because they didn't switch it to him. I hope to God he doesn't become that player that we, well, not me, but everybody else hyped up so much because he's going to be so good. Gave him literally every little thing that he wanted. And he's going to end up being like... Anderson from Manchester United back in the day. Hyped up, did nothing. No, there's no way. The man's already scored like 200 career goals, bro. Yeah, but like, let all that get into his head. He doesn't want the team. He he wants, I don't know. I feel like everything's going to get to his head. He's too young. It's I just hard. think it's funny because they said that, um, I don't know if you've seen Neymar. He liked tweets, actually. Oh, I saw that. About, yeah. about Mbappe being a little bitch, pretty much. Yeah. And how there's a contract clause that he has to take the penalties. Yeah, but so. then Neymar was like, "You can fuck off, sir," and then he scored the penalty. I feel like at that point, Mbappe just has to have respect for who's around him. Realistically, the like, most he can. At this point in the like, he's too young. It's too early in his career still. Even though he's been around forever, he still has to just sit back, watch, take notes, do the best he can, and then eventually, if he is, you know, responsible about the way he do th- does things. He will be the best in the world, without a doubt. But if he keeps being a little bitch about everything, no. Nah. I don't yeah. see it. And based right now, like based on form, 
he is the third best player on his team because Messi and Neymar are clear right now. Oh, Neymar! Based on uh, Neymar, especially the man. Neymar chose violence this season. I th- this I think, man's on fire. I think the the rumors of him being sold, they got to him. They got to his head. Everything got to him. I yeah. think. I think he got to the point where like he was supposed to be the superstar. Mbappe came, like you said, then Na- or Messi, and like the switch just flipped. Yeah, He's a lot of like, people nah. I've seen are actually blaming Mbappe's diva mentality on Messi because like. Before Messi was there, Neymar and Mbappe got along for the most part. But then Messi came, and obviously Neymar and Messi are the best friends. Mm-hmm. So I've seen a lot. People are like, they think Mbappe is kind of jealous of the relationship that Neymar has with Messi. Well, they had it. First. But in reality, Neymar's just like it's Messi, bro. Like, yeah, it's, he's the greatest player of all time. He deserves to have fucking love for the guy. And Mbappe is just a little bitch at the end of the day. I hope he doesn't turn into a diva like where Ronaldo is right now, where, you know, I don't understand how Ronaldo can claim to always be one of the best, which, I mean, without a doubt, he is one of the greatest goal scorers in history. But he's like, oh, the argument is I go to, like, different leagues for different challenges. All he's done is gone to the best teams in different leagues. Comes back to United. They're in, they're in the mud right now. And he decides... This isn't for me. I want to leave. But nobody wants him because he's a diva. If that ends up being Mbappe, it's, it's just sad. Here's the thing, though. I seen something the other day, and, and I was kind of like, I kind of agreed with it. Like, when Ronaldo's winning, he's not a diva. He's a sore loser. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't like to lose either. I don't blame nobody him. Does. I don't blame him for fucking wanting to lose. Well, why are you going to be toxic with your team? How are you going to do this and that and bring everybody down? I mean, to be fair, it's not just... Harry Maguire's his captain, bro. I would be toxic to try and leave the club if they fucking made Harry Maguire. I wouldn't go captain. to begin with. That's his problem. And then, I th- did you hear about Man United, actually, with uh, Harry Maguire, Luke Shaw, David De Gea, and Bruno Fernandes? How oh. they have clauses in their contract that they have to play, which is the only reason they haven't been dropped from the first team? Well, I, I, don't, I don't know if David De Gea was on the list, but I know Bruno, Shaw, and Maguire were. So the reason that they're still playing... In first first team football is because Ten Hag literally cannot drop them because no. they'll have legal battles to fight the club versus the players if they don't play enough games or enough oh minutes. Oh my god, that club is in the mud. Yeah, they're fucked. And it's funny because then those players actually went out and they were like, "We need new players," but in reality, like they're the ones that should be replaced, right? But they can't be. Nah, I mean, I probably would have. Already been looking for a backup keeper to like replace that hand in the long term. I mean, Dean Henderson was a one. Did he go to Forest on a permanent deal or on loan? Permanent. Jesus Christ. Permanent, yeah. And David Hay is still a good goalkeeper. It's just he can't distribute the ball. Yeah. Which is why he doesn't get called up for the national team anymore. And he doesn't fit Ten Hag's system. So they need to move on. I literally saw today that there is, um, they put in a proposal for uh, Casamiro from Madrid. Oh, I saw that. I doubt that's going to happen. I don't know if it's real. Nobody wants to go. Let's be honest. Like, A, nobody wants to go. And B, why would Casamiro leave Real Madrid for Manchester United? <laughs> I mean, Varane did. Yeah, but that's different. How? Because Casamiro, like, they kind of like, 
I don't want to say they really phased Varane out, but like Madrid could afford to lose Varane. Like, yeah, he was important, but he wasn't that important. Casemiro is like one of their most important players. Yeah. And they're not going to just let him leave. Especially not for what Manchester United bid. What was it? 30 million, 40 million, something like that? Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that club is just. I've said what I've had to say about them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, United fans. I mean,. It's it's an internal problem. It's not just get a new manager, gets a couple players. I feel like it's just everything. You know where else there's a problem? That I think is just everything. Our hometown. Yeah, there's Chicago. a lot of violence. Well, not only that. The Chicago Fire oh. FC. Tragic. <sighs> Tragic, man. Every you know other what? every other game, I have belief. I'm like, this is the fucking year. We beat We're making Charlotte. the fucking playoff. Three two. We beat Philadelphia at home. We beat Charlotte like at our home. Like at, oh, yeah, we yeah. were in Chicago. Okay, we yeah. beat them. We beat Charlotte. We were in the playoffs. Then we go to Philly and we get dicked. Yeah. It was like boys against men on that field. It's like we have momentum and we just fumbled it. And the good thing is we're still only three points out of the playoffs. Tied on games, only three points, one win. And the thing is, the teams above us, we play all of them. We play New England, who's two spots above us right now, play them twice. We play Charlotte again, who's one spot above us. Um, The team that's in the last spot right now in the playoffs for the East, we play them again. But then we also play New York City FC, which is the third best team in the East. The thing I'm upset about, I wouldn't be that upset if we lost against the best team in the conference. I'm just upset of how we lost. Yeah, I agree. That was first of all dreadful. It, it was a little bit shocking from some of some of the things that Gaga did that night. Obviously, I'm not, putting, I'm not putting all the blame on him, but no, like, but he is very inconsistent. The second goal when he fucking saved it off the and he tried to catch it and hit the crossbar. Yeah, now you're a goalkeeper. Yeah, yeah. Your job is to be aware of where you are on. Yeah, it. that's, that your, that's your goal. That was bad. That's bad. If that doesn't happen, the the game could be completely different. You do that once in Europe, you're out. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, he and yeah, bought, he's eighteen but by like, Chelsea, and but he's gonna be on loan for the rest of the season at the fire. But still, he's dreadful, man. He's dreadful. Um, um, I mean, I still have hope for the playoffs. I really do. I want to see a playoff game. The thing that sucks is if we go to the playoffs, there's no way we get a home game. And obviously, we're dreadful on the road. It's at home, be, it's we're gonna decent, be over like that. But on the road, we might get a game. In the playoffs, and we'll probably get bounced in the first round. But the playoffs are the playoffs. Yeah. I still believe in Ezra Hendrickson. I think he's been doing a good job. I think the team has been playing well overall. We just don't get results when we need to. I think we need a better striker. We need a better strike. Well, yeah, Duran is too young to really rely on him, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, Shabelko is just too inconsistent. Shabelko is inconsistent. I think we, I don't know, half our defense is injured right now. Like, literally have Mm -hmm. no center backs. Uh, Pineda is kind of a liability at center back. At least this year he has been. When he first started playing for the Fire, he was good, but I don't know what happened. I think it's the fact that he moved into an advanced role and started playing in the midfield, and now he's just not as good as he was in the back. Yeah, I mean... Um, We have to rely on a 42-year-old Johnny Bornstein to play fucking well. Like, this man's 40-something years old. He can barely run, and yet he's playing. That's crazy. 
I mean, shit. If you don't want to stay on my last and you need a team to support, support the fire. It's a love hate relationship, but you know what? It's worth it. The up, the, the highs are very high and the lows are very low. Yeah. Which uh, brings us to uh, one of our friends. He uh, suggested that uh, we talk a little bit about the uh, experiences going to fire games home and away compared to like just MLS games compared to like games we've gone to in Europe. Um, which, I mean, there is a massive difference. I mean. Yeah. Um, we kind of, well, we, we both kind of alluded to it earlier in the podcast in the first episode. This year we went to England. Um, obviously, Baca, Chelsea fan, me, Newcastle fan. They played together, or they played each other to this year, Stamford Bridge, uh, in March. Um, Chelsea won 1 0. And, uh, I didn't know what to expect when I was buying the tickets because it was it was supposed to be my first ever European game. However, we we last minute decided, you know what, we're gonna go watch United Spurs at Old Trafford, which was the best decision I've ever made in my entire life. Because once again, Cristiano Ronaldo was there, scored a hat trick. We're not gonna talk about that because we kind of already talked about it in this mm-hmm. podcast. Um, so based on the Chelsea Newcastle game, I didn't really know what to expect. Um, the tickets. First of all, let's talk about like how easy it is to get tickets, right? Here in America, it's not that expensive either. Here in America, it's really easy. Games don't sell out. I mean, obviously, there's places like Atlanta. It's probably difficult. Charlotte, they have a lot of fans, but but a lot of teams in the MLS, I know for a fact, are a lot. Like I saw something the other day where there was a post from Austin FC compared to Dallas FC, and their ticket prices, Austin stupid expensive for one seat and then Dallas was offering like a quarter of the price for two seats and like there's just some teams that know how to you know market the thing is though sell. Austin Austin does they sell a lot of tickets because they're good and because the thing about the thing about America is it's a massive country right mm. so you have to the tickets are relatively expensive based on where you are but like is really based on the location of the team. So Austin is one of the biggest growing cities in the world right now. Everyone that's going there kind of has money. I mean Texas so, in general right Texas now is basically is, the new California. Is booming, yeah. yeah. So so they can they they, they take, that's the reason they charge more because people are willing to pay a higher price especially in Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah. Um but anyways, yeah, like I said, tickets are super available in the United States. Uh, no you have like what, four no or five different apps sporting, that'll sell you tickets. No matter yeah. what sporting event you want to go to, it doesn't even have to be football. It could be American football or basketball or baseball. You can buy tickets super easily from pretty much any app or any random person. You don't need to show proof of identity. You don't need to show anything. You just need to to buy the ticket and go to the game ticket. and scan it in. Yeah. Um, pass security and you're good. Once you pass, yeah. Once you pass security, you're good. I mean, security. We went to England, non-existent. Remember the United game? We're in line yeah. at Old Trafford. And this check. dude goes up to the stewardess, blows literally his vape basically in her face. And she didn't give a fuck. And he just like, walked in? At the fire games. I get caught with that. Like, they're going to they, take it away. They're not going to kick me out. When we were in it's Europe, gone. When we were in Europe, they, they made me throw away a bag that I was carrying that had a jersey in it. And then they didn't even check me. They didn't even, like, I could have just took the bag in. They wouldn't have yeah, known. 100%. Um, Same thing with uh, at Sanford Bridge. Security basically, like... The, the the only place there's really security that actually gives a shit is the security that are 
guarding the away section in Europe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 100%. I was yeah when I when we went to the Chelsea Newcastle game. Me being a Newcastle fan, I wanted to try and sit in the away end, but like I said, I didn't really know like that it was like that over there. So I sat relatively close to the away end, like a few rows. One of the craziest experiences I've ever seen in my life. The whole game, it was Newcastle fans yelling at Chelsea fans. They were trying to fight. They were throwing shit at each other. The banter throughout that stadium was great, dude. Because you would have Chelsea fans seeing towards like this, this is the before Newcastle the, This is before the sale went through for the club. So what was it the, was right after Newcastle was sold. So the Saudi the Saudi contusium or contorsium, whatever the fuck, however you pronounce it. They had just bought the club pretty much like what they bought them in November or whatever. And then Chelsea, like, it was literally right after Roman. Dipped. Well, he hadn't sold it yet, but, like, they banned it. No, yeah, him, but, like, he, and I was, I was pissed. Yeah, I wanted yeah, to buy a jersey there, but the shop was closed, everything was closed. Everything. They, they screwed me over. The Ukraine shit, everything was going crazy. Um, Shout out the people of Ukraine. Yeah, much much love, much respect. Um, but, yeah, so, uh, the whole game, I was, it, the, first of all, people of all ages, people of all genders, people of all races. I feel like soccer or football, well, football or soccer in America is like mostly like the same demographic. Like, yeah, it, it, either Mexican or hipster. Yeah, like, especially in Chicago, like pretty much everyone. No, I, I've noticed throughout like most of MLS, you're either Hispanic and have like ties like to football, where like you grew up with it, you love it, you have a team in your city you go support, or you're a hipster. Yeah. Whereas over there, it was there were women of all ages, there were men of all ages. Um, there were people from all different ethnic ethnic backgrounds. Um, but yeah, so I was sitting super close to the away section and at the Newcastle game. I had my Newcastle kit on, but I had a hoodie over it because <laughs> uh, I was like, I don't know, I don't know if I can wear this right now. Um, but yeah, it was super funny. There was like a like a probably like sixty seven year old man a, f- a few rows ahead of me. And he's looking over at the Newcastle fans the whole game. Not even watching the game. He's just yelling at them. You fucking wanks. Fucking douchebags. He's like, your mom has no fucking hair. And she's a bloody whore. And I'm just I'm just there like, what is going on? And then all the Newcastle fans are repeating the words back to him. And then throughout the whole game, the Newcastle fans are chanting, Oh, Chelsea, Mike Ashley is coming for you. And then I was on the, the other side of the, the Chelsea stadium. Fans are like, like, you are shit. So Mike Ashley sold you. Yeah. And it was back and forth, back and forth the whole game. The atmosphere is completely different. The atmosphere 100%. was insane. Literally insane. It's... And then, like I said, there's so many stewards blocking the away fans from the home fans. But you know what, though? I do think that, I mean, from what I've seen in general, I feel like Premier League or just English football fans and atmosphere is very unique even compared to maybe the other top leagues in Europe. Because even in uh, Italy, Spain, France, you have ultras, Germany. Yeah. They don't really have that there. It's more of like, I wouldn't say they're ultras. The only team that I've seen in England that actually has like a supporters group that like acts like ultras is Crystal Palace. Okay. Because I've seen a lot of videos and stuff like that. Where like, If I'm wrong, like let me know or whatever, but... I've seen Palace, like, videos, like, from their, like, stands or whatever. Like, they'll put a TIFO up or whatever, and they'll act more ultra-like. And, like, there's other teams, obviously, in the Prem that have done stuff very similar-like, but Palace does it on a consistent basis to where, you know, 
everybody else in, like, Europe, like, you'll have a, say, in, like, Italy, you have your altars with their flags, you'll have flares all the time. It's very common for, like, almost every other game. Um, I feel like it's also very different, and I feel like in the MLS, since it's a massive culture, like, a mix of cultures, you have a little bit of both. Because we, when we go to the fire games, the supporter section, what does it feel like? It, depend, it really depends on the game. Okay, yeah. Some, some, but for the most part. For the most part. You're jumping up you're and down. If you're there, you're, you're there for singing, one reason. You're singing. You got the drums. It's, it's, less, it's really less about... It's more. It's less about watching the game and more so just supporting the team just and having a good loud. time. Yeah, yeah. Um, Which is very influenced because you know there's different supporter sections within the supporter section, whatever. But the one that makes the most noise as of now, I mean, if you're a fire fan, you know whatever. Like you might know some of the history, whatever. It's complicated. Right now, the people that make the most noise is the sector Latino, and they have the drums. They got the flags or whatever. They sometimes have a trumpet. They're singing, they're doing whatever, and it feels more ultra-based. And a lot of, like, if you've seen LAFC, their supporters group, they're dope. And most of them are, like, you know, Hispanic descent. It's very, like, what you would see in Mexico, South America, maybe some of the other leagues in Europe or whatever. It's not as much as, like, in England, it's just, like... Another thing, now, as MLS grows, they're building a lot of... um soccer specific stadiums here in america yeah that they're and they're, they're building for, specific spots for fan sections to like be the standing only standing only yeah. and i know they're actually implementing that in the premier league uh, yeah, brentford they are i know they have it this season they're trying it out because over there it, it does get a lot why brentford rowdier. though they're not even, are they rowdy no but i think it's because it's a smaller stadium give so it to Leeds or something to really but, test it out but like if, if it could if it could work at a small stadium then eventually they could scale it up, and I think that's why. You should give it to a hostile fan base. Give but it to United. The thing is that Brentford has a nice stadium. That's the thing. They have a really so good, nice, a nice stadium. Yeah, yeah. so small, people but it's beautiful. People yeah. like to go there. Um, but also they want to like get more people in, and so since their stadium is on the smaller side, if they right. get a standing section, then they yeah. can get more people in. Yeah. Um, and one of the problems I have too with MLS is like certain stadiums that aren't like that are non-specific like soccer stadiums. When they use like the NFL stadiums and stuff like that, it just doesn't feel right. It it's actually sucks for the Chicago Fire because speaking field. speaking of NFL specific stadiums, uh, we play at Soldier Field, home of the Chicago well, Bears. We're supposed to play at Soldier Field, but we have a game this upcoming weekend, and we're going to play at SeatGeek Stadium, which is not in Chicago, um, because the Chicago Land. Because there's a rule in place that if the Bears play, the Fire can't play within five days of the Bears. At, the, at Soldier Field because of the grass. Yeah, okay. So we get kicked out of the stadium, and we have to go to the Burbs, which, hey, there's not really any easy transportation to the stadium. There's no on, public transportation No there. public transportation. Um, so a lot of people that, that, that... We barely get fans as it is. But if you're pushing them to the freaking suburbs Again. on a Sunday night... Which is where they used to play. Yeah. But over the years, as they've sucked, the support the has become less and less. less and less. But, you know, that was the, one of the main problems as well. And that, that's another difference that I've noticed, though. Like, overseas, sold, not sold out every game, but seats are packed. Everybody's mm-hmm. cheering for the team. Whether it, you're an away fan or a home fan, you're cheering for your club. Whereas over here, I feel like a lot of people that I, I've noticed, 
like that I speak to at the stadium. They're like, oh, it's my first time. Like yeah. I'm testing the water. I want to see what it's like. And it takes one bad experience to turn you away, really. And the the, the security at Soldier Field, um, they fucking suck. I hate they them fucking so much. Suck. We went to a game a few weeks ago. They were trying to kick people out for taking their shirts off in the supporter section. Never happened before. Literally never seen this before. But they were like, get your shirt on or you're getting out. I feel like it's Soldier Field, man. I don't. No, you know what? They had the same problems at SeatGeek, so I don't know. It's, it's, the, it's the security staff. It, it's it's the security. Co- I'm not going to name the company, but that certain company. Trash. Has so many problems every single time the fire play at home, no matter what. Um, Yeah, one bad experience, you know. I mean, the, the sport's growing in the country, this and that. But one bad experience is. One bad experience is enough to turn people away. Considering that it's not that big of a sport in this country. And, like, speaking of, like, bad experiences, like, me and AJ went to Houston a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, the city's cool and everything. Uh, but we went as, you know, away fans for the fire. It was against the Houston Dynamo. And uh, from our experience there, you know, no disrespect to Houston itself, but from now on, from then, whatever happened, it's fuck the Dynamo. I'm sorry if you're from Houston you support Fuck the Dynamo. Not even the Dynamo. It's the whole city. Every every team in that city. Fuck all of them. We were they assaulted beef, twice beef, in that stadium. They, they beefing us for no reason. Assaulted. They 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 stole our our boys. Scarf. A scarf. And his hat. They try to they try to fight a lady with a injured shoulder. This lady that was attacked with us. me for no reason. This boy over here got scratched by some random drunk lady. Good thing is. They had good security at the stadium. Thank you. We got, you. We got, we got the Someone got arrested. People. Three people got banned for life. Yeah. Yeah. But, well, here's the thing, too. Funny enough, we were like, oh, this doesn't happen in Chicago. This doesn't happen in Chicago. I go to a fire game the next weekend in Chicago. We play Columbus Crew. Who, who is, is our biggest rival? rival? Technically, yeah. Is our only rival, really? But it definitely our biggest, right? The only reason... For people who don't watch MLS, that it's a rival. It's because we were the first two original teams from the Midwest part of the U.S. Um, if you actually follow MLS, the fire over years created... I don't know if you know about this, the revolution. There's a small rivalry. With yeah, them. yeah. But I'm just saying for people who don't watch MLS yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, go for it. So um, so I went to the game with a, a buddy of mine. Actually, the guy who guy got his scarf, scarf and, his scarf and his hat stolen. Poor Shout bastard. out you, Ricardo. Um. Uh, we'll have him on one day, we'll bro. Have, Shout yeah, out Ricardo. One day, one day. We love you, my boy. Anyways, so we go to the game. Columbus Crew versus Chicago Fire. At halftime, the Fire are up 2-0. We should be up at least 4, but it's 2-0. We're on cloud 9. We're, we're celebrating. We're having fun. Some guy walks up to me, and he's like, Hey, man, you, want, you might want to put that scarf away. I'm wearing a Chicago Fire scarf, but it has a little bit of yellow on it. I'm like, what are you talking about? It's a fire scarf. And he's like, yeah, but those people over there, they had Columbus scarves, and they got their scarves snatched. And so we look, and there are people fighting. Columbus fans and fire fans fighting. There was a guy in the supporter section of the Chicago Fire that literally stole a, a Columbus crew flag, I mean, scarf, and he was holding it up every time Columbus would attack so that we could boo at the crew. You know, we've been to crew fire games before in the past, and that never happened, but... I mean, there was a situation where we're outside the stadium, we're walking in the city, and it was like, we're, we're rolling, what, four or five deep, and then we see another group, group of Columbus, Columbus fans, fans rolling four or five deep, and, like, 
yeah, we talked shit, whatever. We were shit but talking, was, we started ne- yelling, everybody was looking at us like we were crazy. But it was never going to escalate. It was never going to escalate. We were having fun. We were supporting our so this shit. And like, I understand that happens all around, like all around the world or whatever. But but yeah, um, in my opinion, it kind of shows that the sport's growing. Low key, there's more rivalry. There's more rivalry. Like it actually means something to people. I kind of fuck with it. I'm not I like lie. it. I mean, yeah, it sucks. It sucks if you get your scarf snatched. Like it's not like it's cheap. Bro. Oh, we were literally assaulted. I was pushed back several times. Yeah, like, yeah. If the security at Houston didn't get there at exact at that exact moment, it would have escalated to a whole a other level. It would have been a brawl. Literally. Like like dead ass. Like like literally like five fire fans versus like fifty Dynamo fans. Like dead ass. Like it was literally. We would have came out on top though. By the way. <laughs> We ain't losing no fucking H-Town scum. I can tell you that for free. <laughs> no, but yeah, literally their entire supporter section, like, at least a quarter of them ran at us, and if it would have escalated, it would have, you know, been a whole different thing. But uh, it didn't. And, I mean, yeah, fuck the Dynamo, but, like, in fairness, you know, the sport's growing, there's more rivalries growing or whatever. I mean, Chicago and Houston don't actually have an actual rivalry when it comes to, like, anything. anything. They just hate us because... We're better than them at everything. We're bullshit, though. We're shit, but we're still better than them as a city. Oh, all of city, our 100%. all of our sports franchises are better. Look, if you're not from the U.S. or you are, but you're maybe not from one of like the three major what L.A., New York, Chicago, and you want to go to one, Chicago, top tier, especially during the summer, top tier, because you get everything you get in those two cities in Chicago. The only thing and then that. Some. New York would have is maybe like whatever their history with like whatever if you're into that. LA has Hollywood. If you're not into that, Chicago is a city of whole. Best city in the country. It was literally voted the second best city in the world. So we got everything. We got food. We got landmarks. We got sports. And most we importantly, got, you got us. Yeah. Um so yeah, those are some of the differences that I've noticed. Um Europe is a little more escalated, but it's dope though. It's the, sp- dope. the sport is growing here, and but I'm I do feel when I've gone because I've gone twice on two different occasions, and like every time I do feel like a bit um, what's the word? Um, fuck, intimidated about me being a foreigner because I know there is a thing where it's like, oh yeah, yeah, that's one thing I didn't actually mention about. So when I bought the tickets to the games, they were like, don't don't show anybody's name, don't say any names because allegedly the clubs over there don't like third-party sellers. And so like if I go to Manchester United's game and I tell them, "Oh, I bought this ticket from some random guy," then my ticket will become invalid. Mm-hmm. Whereas over here they don't care. Like once the once the ticket sold, as long as it's, it's not sold, fake. as long as it's yeah, not fake, right. if, if it scans and you go in, they don't care how you got the ticket. But not even that. I mean, it, I was, uh, it's like the fans for me. Yeah. Because I know there's a thing. I mean, I saw, like, I brought this up on, like, the prelude that we had where, uh, you know, they think of us as, like, whatever they want to think. But I remember seeing a picture and somebody was making fun of these, uh, um, I think they were Korean, these fans that went to, like, a United game or something like that. And they were holding up a matchday scarf with, you know, half United, half oh, yeah. where they're playing. And they're like, oh, these people are the ones bringing the sport, this and that. And honestly, I saw a comment that I fully agreed with because it said it's genuinely the opposite. The people out of like England supporting your team are the ones that the ones make that most of your money. Yeah, we're the ones that are growing the sport. And it's not even growing the sport. It's that they're the ones that make most of your money. They pay for jerseys when it comes to like, say they get it from like the club shop, like Andrew, you know, bought a United jersey, bought it from the club shop. 
revenue shipping with all that he we you know pay for tv deals we do this and that and like as like being outside of england like obviously like in england like it's smaller compared to the rest of the world and around the world you have the support from the entire world and it's like you have all these people who love and support it and most of them never have a chance to actually experience it yeah and you're gonna shit on them when they actually go that's the worst for me i mean for me thankfully i always had a good experiences when i'm gone I've never ran into anything, you know, somebody mad or, like, just being a dick about anything, but, like, no, 100%, like, that's that's one thing that t- intimidates me, but overall, like, I'm there because I, I love it, you know? I feel like that's the difference over here, like, it's they super, are more welcoming. 100% super especially, welcoming. Especially, like, where we live, like, everybody makes Chicago out to be, like, oh, it's so dangerous, it's so, but, like, realistically, Chicagoans, as people, we're from the Midwest, we, su- we support other people. We we want you to experience have the best possible time of your life. Hell yeah, brother. Unless you're a rival, then you can go to hell. And unless you're from Houston. Yeah, it's not I mean, a rivalry. We just fucking hate you. If, I mean, uh, unless you're from Houston. If you're, if we're, like, say we go to a game, and then we go to a bar after, and I find a Columbus fan, I'll have a beer with you. I won't buy it. No, yeah, yeah. But I'll have a beer with you. We'll, we'll, we'll exchange some, banter. We'll exchange banter, but, like. We'll talk some football. It's not deep. It's not deep at all. We just want like we genuinely a- want you. Hey, I feel like part of it is like we as well, obviously we don't live in Chicago, but it's Chicago. It's land, Chicago though. land. Um, we we represent the city, and we right. believe that the city is the best in the world, or mm-hmm. one of the best in the world. I mean, we both used to actually. Live yeah, we we. I was there. born in Chicago. Yeah. You were born in Chicago, so. But like, people in like. Like, when we went to Manchester, I didn't really talk to anybody, to be fair. Well, I did talk to one guy. He kissed me on the cheek a couple of times. That was hilarious. It was quite intimidating. Oh, my God. I was scared. But he- I, I actually enjoyed it. I'm not going to lie. Shout out that guy. He's probably, I don't know his name. Don't know where he's from. He don't, was so drunk. Don't know anything about the guy. But he kissed me on the cheek. And we yelled suey a couple of times. Suey. Suey. Uh, but, yeah, I know, like, that's the good thing about America is, like, with any sport, really, they are welcoming. They do want people to be involved in sports i remember that you remember when we took the we took the bus to uh man or no we took the train but then we got screwed over and had to take a bus back but we stopped a few times and one of the buses that we were on had spurs fans oh yeah and i remember we're walking out and all these people you know and a lot of them were like tourists you can tell there's you know whatever they all had the ronaldo jerseys on and whatever there were some spurs fans by their bus like smoking their cigarettes or whatever and then like they see the ronaldo jerseys like oh you support a man who touches women this and that oh this man's rapist and they're yelling they're yelling and they have a chicharito jersey on and then they're about to rip me apart and they're like oh chicharito didn't expect that i'm not gonna say anything that's i respect that and like i feel like there still is like even within whatever it's like you want to go after your like rivals like you want to rip them apart but there's still a mutual respect in some way because all right yeah obviously chicharito wasn't one of their best players or whatever this and that but like it was still a player that was fun to watch within that time yeah and i can say that about even like spurs being a chelsea fan i like like watching sun play yeah arsenal i i like what arteta's doing city i don't want to do anything but the way they play is beautiful and I feel like at the end of the day, you could all kind of like just, you know, appreciate the sport that you love. Yeah. And yeah, I mean, that's everywhere, to be honest. Like the only difference here um, is if you find somebody that likes watching like soccer, 
you guys are going to have a full-on conversation and just 100%. become best friends right away. It's funny, actually, speaking about that. I was at the gym the other day. We were, I was lifting. Um, well, what else do you do at the gym? Obviously, yeah. But I was, I, was, I was lifting. I was talking to my friend. We were talking about the weekend's results. We were talking about how shit United are, how Liverpool fucked up, and Nunes got sent off, blah, blah, blah. Some guy's working out next to us. He just starts talking to us, and he's like, oh, like I didn't really know much about the sport, but he was like, oh, like I like the sport. I'm getting into it. Started asking us questions. We had a little conversation with the guy before we went our separate ways and kept lifting. It's like, it's crazy now because it's, it's not the biggest sport in this country, and it probably won't be for a long time, but it is growing, and it's good to see. It makes me happy when, oh, I, when, when I'm just walking down the street and I see someone in a kit or... I'm talking to my friends about it, and someone's like, "Oh," and they join in the conversation. Mm-hmm. Like it, it genuinely like feels good, man. It feels good. Mm-hmm. No, you're definitely. Um, yeah, I mean, what was it like a year ago? We went out, we're in the city, we're in the north side, and I wear my Chelsea kit, and like people would come up to me, they're like, "Oh, I like your kit, I like Chelsea," or someone would come up and be like, "Oh, fuck Chelsea, this and that," and I'd be like, "Hell yeah, I don't care if you don't like them, this and that, you know what's up." Um, we went to the Dave concert. It was oh a bunch my. of bloke core. We bloke core everywhere. It was fantastic. It was it was dope because Kids you know from for all around the world. In fact, everybody there, ninety percent of the people there, love football. Yeah, it was dope. I yeah, because everybody was wearing a kit, um, and that is one thing like overseas, like people just don't really like wear kits. Like it's not a thing. No. Like over here, like people they always will, wear their jerseys. They wear it on game day, and that's okay, it. Yeah, but over here, it's like it's a thing. Yeah. And, like, I've always done that since, like, high school. Yeah. Like, I've always worn my kids if I could. I've, you know, but, yeah. Yeah. It, it's an exciting time to be a fan of the sport in this country, especially. Um, and seeing it from pers- the, the other side of the world's perspective. Mm-hmm. It was... I mean... It was mesmerizing, honestly. Like, what, four years ago, I was in Mexico... I went to Puerto Vallarta. I met these dudes from literally Tottenham. And they were, we literally spent an hour and a half. It was like three in the morning. We were like at the hotel, like lobby, uh-huh. talking to like, well, like 4.30 or whatever, just about football. And they literally told me like towards the end, like, because they knew I was American. Like, they knew I was American or whatever. And like they knew they were in Mexico, they know that like you know football is massive in Mexico or whatever. So like they understood that like I knew some things, but like since I was American, they were like, oh yeah, like no, I'm surprised you know that much this and that or whatever. And I'm like, yeah, dude. I mean, there's fans everywhere. Uh huh. And at the end of the day, it's something that brings people together. Yeah. Rivals or not. Yeah. I actually enjoy it more when I meet someone that's not a fan of a team that I like because You're able the to banter, actually, yeah. the banter is so good. Yeah, 100%. And, it, and people are like, they, they don't take it that seriously. No, like, not here, no. I mean, even over there, like, depending on the team. Right. Like, even like you said, like, Spurs fans and United fans, they share banter. That's what they do. No, 100%. And, and, it, and that's the best part of the sport is because yeah. you show mutual respect. You, you But at the end of the day... We're all there to watch one thing and one thing only, and mm-hmm. that's the same sport. Yeah. But yeah, I think that might be it. Yeah, that was. Oh, actually, point. I was gonna bring something up. Did you see what happened with the Portland Thorns? No. About the abuse. 
uh-uh. that um, I think it was the Portland Timbers and the Portland Thorns where the owner and staff members were abusing the women's players and staff members who were like mothers and stuff. What the fuck? I don't know what happened to them now, but yeah, because I mean, obviously in the NWSL and like in women's soccer, it's growing. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even the whole thing with that uh, was like two or three years ago in the Ballon de Oro for like the women's was like the president or something that made fun of like yeah the player you remember that yeah 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 like they, they always like have to deal with this stuff yeah they, they show a certain level of disrespect towards yeah, women yeah yeah and, and they try to like brush it off like it's nothing yeah but uh yeah the timbers and the thorns um something was brought up and I don't know if people were actually charged with like whatever conduct or whatever it is that they would be charged with but it uh it came out in like a bunch of articles and a lot of people were being like you know, put on the spotlight for it because obviously it's not okay. And that's uh, you know, was women's soccer. It's like that. That's the good thing about women, like football or soccer in general, is growing in America. But women's soccer is growing too, like worldwide, mm-hmm. pretty much just as fast. Right. And I, and it's good because it, it's bringing to light situations like this. Because let's be honest, they're happening all over the world. Oh, everywhere. Women, women aren't treated everywhere. the same, even though they deserve to be. Um, also, shout out your Red Stars, even though you lost this weekend. Um, they lost, they won last weekend. They beat Gotham. Yeah. Lost one nil to LAFC um, this weekend. But regardless, like I said, yeah, like it, it's finally bringing to light that. LAFC. LA, fuck. <laughs> Angel City Football Club. Honestly. LAFC, it's the same shit, pretty much. It's not, but, you know. Um, but, yeah, I know it's bringing it to light that women play this sport, too, but... Women are people, too, goddammit. Yeah, yeah, it's time to start treating them with respect, honestly. Yeah, Except I might start soon. <laughs> that can't go in. <laughs> I'm, I'm not cutting it out. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's no, fine. No, Obviously, no. it was a joke. Um, yeah, no, sure but I bring it, was... it up specifically for that reason because it shouldn't be something that should be, you know, kept quiet because, I mean, you didn't see it. Not you said it. Yeah, no. it was all over Twitter for me. And I'm literally, like, all over the, all over the NWSL. Right. Like, I follow the NWSL, but maybe, I definitely not as much as, like, AJ. And, like, it was, like, something that came up for, like, my feed. I read the articles and stuff, and I just thought, like, well, good, Which whoever, you know, we're, like... Whatever, like, the people that were mistreating whoever should definitely, you know, either if they haven't already be fired, you know, depending on what the situation was, be arrested or charged, whatever, you know, they did. But, yeah, 100%. I mean, It's similar to what happened with the Red Stars last offseason. I was about to say that, yeah. Um, again, like I said, it happens everywhere. They just, it, the, the sport needs to grow in order for them to really, A, talk about it. Because I feel B, like a lot of times like, they're scared. Yeah. Because they don't want to lose their position. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's not as easy to... A, get a new, like, to go to a new club, and B, like, they don't have as much financial or gen- in general security. Yeah, as, no, 100%. As 100%. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Uh, before we end it, I do want to say one last thing, especially going off of uh, speaking about women. Benjamin Mendy. Fuck that man. Did you hear about that? Yeah, his uh, court thing starts again soon. Yeah, but did you hear, like, did, they, did you hear what they said he was doing? What? So, like, he would, like, take women back to his house in wherever he was from and uh like he would like take their phone and then like lock them in a room and then like they would think like oh, they, they wouldn't know when they were going to get out and then he would force them to do things they didn't want to do and then he would give them their phone back and let them leave 
but he obviously you know did something to them, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah, that's so that's why the court. That's what that's what they were speaking about it in the court case. That's fucked, bro. You have everything in your in the palm of your hand, and you do that, and you still can't show people decency. He's gonna get raped in jail. He's gonna get his ass beat. He's gonna get his ass beat. He's gonna get raped. A lot of bad things are gonna happen to that man. I think they're all justified. Wasn't there a thing though too where his brother from Madrid had similar like stuff going on like with him, like stuff like that? I think so. But, but I don't know if anything ever happened. No, because he still plays. Yeah. He's still at Madrid. Didn't Mason Greenwood go back to training with United? I don't know. I've seen reports that he is, but like I don't know. Surely not. Surely not. I mean some of the fans are like, he didn't do anything wrong. Let him play. Oh, they're the problem. Yeah, that's the issue. Men are the problem. This alludes back to what I said in episode one. Or episode zero, really, the prelude. I love women. <laughs> Actually, I said that about you. Yeah, but I, I I, said it with chest. We all do. You should all drink some water and respect women. Honestly. But just don't be creeps. Treat yeah, them with respect. Treat everybody with respect. Honestly. Yeah. That'll do it for this week, I think. Yeah, we've gone on long enough. Um, if you're still listening, one last thing. Said it earlier. Follow us on Insta- uh, Instagram, Twitter. Shoot us a comment, DM. Tell us what you want to hear next week. Leave any advice. Um, Soon we'll probably start bringing guests on. Probably wait a few more weeks, but... we got to figure that shit out. Yeah. Um, But if you want to join... At any point, reach out to us. Let us know you want to join us. Yeah, we have no problem talking to other people for a little bit, man. I mean, we love meeting new people. And like I said, you know, at the end of the day, it's it's the sport that brings us together. A little bit of banter, a little bit of this and that. At the end of the day, we all love it for one reason. All right, yeah, that's it. All right. Yeah. Adios.